What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and we've reached week 18 of the 2023-24 NFL football season, and New York Giants fans are zeroed in on Tankathon.com. What needs to happen for the Giants to go from 5th in the 2024 NFL Draft to as high as second in the NFL Draft next year. Well, the first thing that has to happen is you have to lose to your rival again. The Eagles come to town with a flicker of hope to still win the NFC East. They need the Cowboys to lose to the Commanders in Landover. And while most of us would say there's no shot Knowing the Cowboys' record on the road and how they've performed, there's a shot. So the Eagles, as much as Nick Sirianni saying that he may rest players this weekend, that's not happening. The Eagles are still in the playoffs, regardless of the result. But if you want to win the division, you go out and you win the division. So they've got to beat the Giants to have a chance. Both of those games played in the 425 window. And snowstorm being predicted nor'easter to hit the East Coast starting on Saturday. Who knows what the weather will be at MetLife Stadium come Sunday. But the reality is probably not going to get the snow that some of you might like. And one game left in year two for Brian Dable. And then a lot more questions next week about what this staff is going to look like, what this roster is going to look like, who will be the quarterback for next season, will there be a quarterback drafted, will Joe Shane make a trade to move up in the draft, will he have to move up in the draft, depending on how the results play out on Sunday. On today's show, tried a little something different, wanted to get someone on for the first time on the podcast this year, so I went the rookie route. And I went Eric Gray and wanted to kind of tap in and see where Eric's head was at. was not the rookie season that he had hoped. He knew coming in that he was going to have to be patient behind Saquon Barkley and Matt Breda. Obviously, being shoehorned into the punt returner role, he had the muffed punts. Then he had the injury was out for four weeks, is back, got a little bit of run last week, certainly not as big of an opportunity against the Eagles as Saquon Barkley had hinted during the week to us, but Eric Gray, what's his mindset? Fifth round pick. Has he lost any confidence? What is his offseason going to look like? What are the biggest lessons that he learned this year? Well, I caught up with him in the locker room, and 
I think you'll enjoy his interview. And I do think that he's a player that the Giants have hopes for starting next year. We'll see what happens with Saquon Barkley. Obviously, that'll be on next week's list of things to talk about. As of right now, baggy day is Monday. And last year, the Giants, because they were coming off of the playoffs, had Brian Dable and Joe Shane talk the day after Baggy Day. I'm not sure if the Giants are going to look to wrap everything up on the same day this year. That would be Monday. I don't know if we're going to start hearing about coaching changes next week in terms of Brian Dable's staff. But a lot to do with the Giants again this offseason. And we will be there all in, if you will for the entire run. So let's get to the interview with Eric Gray first, and then we'll wrap the show up with my thoughts on Sunday. Uh, I do want to preface this by saying locker room was very loud today, especially around Eric Gray. He's in the end of the locker room where there are a lot of practice squad guys. There was a, a debate in the Giants locker room today between many of the younger players, some older players, about who was the best tight end in NFL history, Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski? And, boy, they got heated at times. They got loud at times. Felt like I was sitting in a bar in Clifton and two guys were debating over Kelsey or Gronkowski. But, no, this was the Giants locker room. So, as I was talking to Eric Gray, you can hear the voices in the background getting very loud uh, that's what it is. Hopefully they don't prove too distracting. But here's my interview with Eric Gray. What have you learned His main career wasn't that you didn't know before the season started? Just, just one, you know, they talk about how long the season is compared to college. Uh, you know, it's definitely an 18-week season compared to 12 weeks in, in college. Um, so uh, it's definitely longer. You got to make sure you're taking care of your body. Uh, just trying to look at the young guy. I mean, the older guys, trying to see what their routines are. Yeah. They've been through it. You know, the older guys that I have in my room, um, just watching them kind of trying to mimic what they do just to get through the season. You know, as a rookie, I've been going for, if you look at fall camp of my senior year of college, I've been going for over a year now. So just trying to keep my body held the um and you know that's really what I learned as far as lessons during the season yep. and you unfortunately had to deal with you know the idea of you take an opportunity you try to run with it and right. when things don't go well right. when you take a step back and appreciate what you had to deal with right right, right. Uh, how do you deal with the ups and downs yeah, that you yeah. had? and that's I've been looking so much at, at the older guys too for that as well you know just saying that um, sometimes, you know, guys, I've seen the older guys go through that. And you've seen through the season. I've been up and down, up and down throughout the season. And for those guys to show up every single day uh, with the same attitude, same mentality to get better every day, it just shows me you just got to continue to get better, continue to chase greatness and continue to get better every day. When you think about back in the summer when you had expectations and you right, try to – sorry, you're, you're smiling yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You try to think about, okay, this is what I'm going to do and right, I'm going to do this right, and that. Right, and that. Right, right. Is that almost the, the – 
the part of being a rookie is that you just don't know if a the opportunities are going to come, but also you know sometimes you need to show more patience than than what you used to. I would yeah. imagine. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. You you as a as a rookie, you know, like you said, you don't know what your opportunities are going to be when you're all the way back in the summer. You can set expectations, set goals for yourself, but mainly it's to be ready for your opportunity. Some people have done a great job. You've seen a lot of rookies this year who got a, a lot of opportunity and they ran with it. So it's just being um, patient because you've seen a lot of guys in this league, guys who are excelling at this league who are five, six, seven years into their career. They had to sit their rookie year. They didn't do it. They didn't have a lot of opportunity their rookie year. But now you see that they kept continuing to work hard, kept continuing to drive and stay focused, and now they're prospering later in their career. How do you make sure that the, the struggles that you had on kickoff return, and just it seemed like you were uncomfortable at times, uh, how do you make sure that that doesn't hold you back in other areas or take away from your confidence? It's, it's, really, it's really just um, you, it's, it's different parts of the game. You can't let one part of the game affect you. It's like a next play mentality. It's you knowing that staying confident in staying confident in your ability. Staying confident in your ability to run the ball. Staying confident on offense. Offense is totally separate from special teams. So you got to treat it that way. You got to treat special teams as one area. You got to treat offense as one area. So for me, it's just, like I said, continuing to get better every day. You look around the league, you had a guy in Kyron Williams. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. You know, he comes in here, you know, a lot of people kind of wrote him off as yep. a rookie and yep. said, well, this guy's never going to contribute. And then all of a sudden, a year later. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so tell tell me yeah. about that. I, I, you obviously are looking for guys like that for inspiration. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. does a guy like that mean to you in your uh, journey here, going into year two? That just shows a lot about him. It shows a lot about his character, him, his ability to continue to strive and get better. Like you said, you look at somebody that they kind of wrote off as a rookie, but now he's a Pro Bowler this year, who's uh, second in yards. So. Is is as a as a player, you can never try to get validation from the outside world. Validation has to come from you because you're the only one that can believe in yourself. If you look for validation within others, you'll never find it because they'll take it away. You know, it's kind of funny though. You say validation, but when you're in a building in an yeah. organization, yeah. sometimes you're not going to get validation as a rookie that you seek, right? Exactly, you, right, you know, you, right. Because you don't know what people are thinking. Exactly. The coaches can show you what they, you know, they believe in you mm. by giving you opportunities, right. but it doesn't mean they don't believe in you if you don't get those opportunities. Exactly. How exactly. do you, I assume you pick the brains of guys mm-hmm. of what's that like, mm-hmm. but how do you, you know, come to an understanding of, you know what, that's just this league and this year can be different than next year right. if right. you just keep your head on. And exactly what you said. If you continue to strive and you continue to strive great, continue to chase greatness, hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. Like I said, you've seen so many guys, their rookie year just didn't, they didn't get the opportunity their rookie year and next year like you say Kyron Williams next year Pro Bowl or the next year just a big contributor you look at the Eagles and you look at Gainwell Gainwell went to Memphis where I'm from and you look at his rookie year didn't get a lot of opportunity but now he's getting more and more opportunity he's doing a good job at the Eagles so just looking at those guys and knowing that I'm pretty confident in myself and I know if I continue to work hard continue to do what I got to do my time will come now granted it's it's not easy when you know you're entering a backfield that has Saquon Barkley 
true, and true, a veteran true. like Matt Breida. Yep. So you kind of knew, you know, you'd have to work and have yep. to, you know, if things work differently, you know, yep. maybe you do get different opportunities. Yep. What have you gained the most by watching Saquon and how he's carried himself this year? Just his, how he is, just his maturity in the game. You can see how mature he is with, you know, practice, mature with, um, he just can feel he has a different feel for the game because he's seen a lot. He's seen a lot. He's played a lot in this in this offense, in this uniform. So he knows different feels of the game where let's say we have a check down route, but he sees someone getting beat on the old line. He's so easily to to just take off his route and go block that person. He just has so much of a great feel for the game and also just being a leader on the team when things aren't going your way. For you, if you give me the scouting report, has the scouting report of Eric Gray changed at all? Are you a different player today, even though we haven't seen you on game days? I would say um, I'm more mature player uh, as far as the offense is concerned, as far as, you know, being comfortable in the offense, being comfortable running the ball. I felt like the scouting report on me uh, right now would just be just focused and ready to go. Whenever that time is called, whenever that – then my number will get called. It'll be one day that my number gets called and I'll be ready for it. The offseason, you mentioned how long, you know, it was a run from, you know, the fall of your senior year through the combine and everything else. Are you looking forward to an offseason where you can actually just focus on football and not have to worry about school, 40 times in school and everything else? Right, right. Most definitely, it'll definitely be a less stressful offseason for for me with just focusing on, you know, getting better, focusing on uh, being the best I can. So when my number's called, I'll be ready. Still believe that you can be a, a number one back in this league? Most definitely, most definitely. Like I said, I'm always chasing greatness. I've always been a hard worker. So one day uh, when my number's called, I'll be ready. Thank you. All right. So thanks to Eric Gray for joining me. And, you know, I think he was pretty honest in terms of where he's at. This season did not go as planned for him. He knew he was going to have to be patient, but really didn't have that opportunity on offense. You know, one of the things he's got to work on is pass protection. That's always the case for young running backs. You know, you're not in pass pro much in college. You know, and I think when it comes to being in this offense, you know, they're going to need you to to pass protect. You know, will Saquon Barkley be back next year? It's a big question, and there's uncertainty. So could Eric Gray be right out of the gates, the guy that they lean on as the running back for this offense? Well, like he said, with Kyron Williams, we just saw it firsthand with the Rams. Kyron Williams from Notre Dame really was a non-entity for this team last year. And then comes in, is their leading rusher, is heading to the Pro Bowl, had three touchdowns against the Giants last week. It could happen in a snap, especially at this position. So, again, thanks to Eric Gray. I hope you guys got a little bit of insight as to who he is and where his mindset is going into the final game. And who knows, maybe he gets more touches on Sunday against the Eagles uh, and breaks one and kind of gives you a glimpse into what the future might be for Eric Gray. So Sunday, how to assess things? What are we thinking from the Giants' perspective? Well, Brian Dable really would not give much in terms of playing younger guys or, you know, looking at this as an opportunity to send a message or play spoiler. You know, they're really approaching it the same way they've approached the last couple games. And, 
you know, not for anything. They competed well on Christmas against the Eagles. They competed well against the Rams, who were headed to the playoffs. So from a preparation perspective, I don't know necessarily if you need to change, you know, the mindset or the mind frame that the Giants have going into this game. Do I expect the Giants to win? No. I, I mean, you know, look, the Eagles need to find something. You know, this is on Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. I mean, this team needs to find some momentum going into the playoffs. And who better to get it against than the team that has trouble beating you? You know, I think the Giants will compete. There are certain things that will overshadow the game on Sunday. How does the crowd react to Saquon Barkley? Contract expires, start of the league year for the second straight year. Last year, I think there was a feeling that there was no way the Giants were going to let Saquon Barkley go, especially when things worked out with Daniel Jones and the long-term contract. Put the franchise tag on him. I don't know if they'll franchise tag him this year. If you franchise Saquon this year, you're giving him a raise. And I wrote about the legacy of Saquon, and, you know, he's talking about what he wants to do as a football player. The legacy here goes beyond football, what he's been able to do in six years. He has not met the expectations of a number two overall pick, the expectations of being the best running back in the league consistently. We know the ups and downs. Uh, But who he is as a person, as a player, off the field, certainly deserves praise. That's why he's a nominee for the second straight year for Walter Payton Man of the Year. You give Saquon a lot of credit. All that being said, I don't know necessarily if that should, uh, actually I'd say it shouldn't, factor into a contract. If anything, um, you know, maybe the best for both parties is the Giants and Saquon Barkley shaking hands and saying, you know, go do well elsewhere. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what Joe Shane is going to do. I don't know how this team is going to take shape. I don't know what Saquon Barkley wants to do, regardless of what our interview in a group on thir- on Wednesday may have suggested. So there's that. There's pretty close to certainty that Sa- that Shepard, Tr- Sterling Shepard, I'll say that again, Sterling Shepard will play his final game as a Giant and perhaps in the NFL altogether on Sunday. He needs two catches to tie and three to pass Jeremy Shockey for fifth all-time in receptions. That would be a huge accomplishment. The question is, does Shepard even get three snaps on Sunday? You know, I think the Giants will give Shepard a little bit more playing time in that game. I don't know necessarily if it'll be out of sentimentality, but I'd like to see Sterling Shepard get three catches. Yes, I know some of you mentioned if he catches that ball against the Rams that he dropped, he'd only need two to pass Jeremy Shockey. You know, I get all that. And not to make excuses for Sterling Shepard, but when you stand on the sideline for 60 snaps and then you get put in the game late in the game, Yes, it's your job to catch that ball, but it can be pretty challenging to sit around, sit around, sit around, and then get on the field. So, just saying. But 
I wonder why Sterling Shepard doesn't get the kind of love that I think he deserves for being the longest tenure giant. I know he didn't win a Super Bowl. I know he wasn't on the field when they won a playoff game last year. I know that he was on the boat in the infamous boat trip in Miami in 2016. But I don't think there's any argument that Sterling Shepard has left everything he has on the field with the New York Giants. You know, let's not forget there was a time where he had multiple concussions in a season and everyone wanted him to hang it up. There were a lot of people who wanted him to hang the cleats up. That's it. Don't play again. Sterling Shepard was tough as nails. He was the guy who, if you're going in a back alley for a brawl, you wanted Shep there. And I thought it was very interesting that Sterling Shepard said yesterday in our group interview that he wants to be known as a great teammate. And he said, if you ask guys in this building who your favorite teammate was, he hopes some of them say Sterling Shepard. And I thought that was pretty appropriate and pretty fitting for where Shep is now trying to move forward. Now, all of next season, uh, all of next week, I should say, is going to be about the coaching staff. Any changes? Will Wink be back? Will Kafka be back? Uh, Those are questions for next week or even in our post-game podcast on Sunday night. We can talk about it. But uh, one more game for a disappointing year two for Brian Dable and Joe Shane. We'll be there to capture it all on Sunday, pregame pod, and then 4.30 kickoff, 4.25, and then postgame pod, and then we've got baggy day on Monday, and then a look ahead to the offseason. It's going to be very busy. You keep it right here. Stay all in because we're all in for you. Appreciate you listening today. Thanks again to Eric Gray. And we'll uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Final game day podcast of the year. Adios.